Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsors. Yeah, Lyndon, we got sponsors these days. That's right, buddy. Let's do this. The official wax sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast is... Who Wax? The best wax in the game. Sticky icky. If you go to your local surf shop and they don't have it, demand demand it. it. It's the best. Next up is... Dash Mortgage. For what? All your lending needs. Refi, home loan, new home purchase, equity line. They're your go-to mortgage institution. What? What's their phone number? 714-784-5736. That is 714-784-5736. Dash mortgage. Okay. Where do we like to eat? Oh, our good friends own an insane southwestern Mexican restaurant called Caliente. Sizzling hot. What's their phone number? Caliente Costa Mesa 949-515-0909. They have a store, restaurant, front, they cater, they have the goods for small parties, corporate parties, events, and just insane good food. And if you're going to Nicaragua, where do you go? Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. Markanddaves.com. <laughs> Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Today... We have a very special guest all the way from the East Coast, New Hampshire, owner, proprietor, surfer of Cinnamon Rainbows, Dave Cropper. Welcome to the show, Dave. Great to be here. (laughs) So fun doing this. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So Dave, um, what, I've got to know you like two or three years ago now? Yeah, I think we've met years prior you know in the industry in passing but we've become friends closer the last few years and working closer together yeah awesome awesome so making it happen here today yeah yeah so tell us uh how you got into surfing on the east coast so yeah um i grew up in new hampshire my daughter's fifth generation in our house so we have some uh northeast roots and when i was a kid it was a funny time and uh to sort of grow up on the beaches there weren't any surf shops in the six late 60s and 70s there was a boom and there were some shops on the beach but then there weren't um so so there was a surge and then there yeah so then there was a surge and then there wasn't and i think a lot of that had to do is just because it gets so cold and the you know you only had such a small window when the water was warm and i don't think the wetsuits were, were right there. up to par yeah yeah and i mean The guys in the Northeast that surfed back then, you know, would tell stories of the beaver tails and, you know, or just going out until November with no wetsuits. I mean, I just, 
talk about you know dedication and on boards with no leashes and then yeah. some cold swims but so yeah we we i grew up um you know in an area where as if you wanted surf gear you'd have to i think the closest shop was in rhode island mm. so you, one of your friends was like i'm going to rhode island you're like i need a leash and some yeah. rocks and uh, it was a small community everyone knew each other but i grew up on the beach and i had an old sort of styrofoam cooler surfboard that was my uncle's it had two wooden stringers in it and almost like two keels it was probably like six feet and i wish i still had it um so it's like an ice chest material yeah wow but it had with stringers it had a dual string yeah it had two stringers they were like maybe an inch apart um and then it had two sort of keels like molded in Um, for fins for fins so it didn't really have fins so it was a twin fin sort of a yeah sort of like a twin keel (laughs) it was bizarre i've never seen anything like it um you know and it was in my old barn and it was uh i believe it belonged to my uncle and he had also had those round wooden skim boards yeah so i kind of grew up loving the water and how how old were you when you when you first got that board Uh, i think i was first probably like nine ten eleven years old when i pretty young yeah pretty young when i started doing that and then uh were you boogie boarding yeah i was always body surfing and you know we didn't really have boogie boards but i remember having that board and i remember trying to stand up on it and then probably by 12 and 13 borrowing some friends long boards yeah you know was there was there some a good group of kids that were starting to surf there weren't many kids there was a handful of us kids there were a lot of um there was a really good uh local community of guys that surfed though and and women that surfed and they were very encouraging and helped us get in the water and borrow gear and yeah because the water is frigid yeah like when did you what time of year did you start i mean we would do we would just go in the summertime but i remember getting a I remember getting a, my first hooded wetsuit was a victory. Yeah, Greg Wade. Yeah, Greg Wade. <laughs> <laughs> a victory chest zip, and I remember being so thrilled, like, I'm going to be warm. I'm going to be able to surf through the winter, and I was... A chest zip. Yeah, it was like a chest sort of zip. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were chest zips back in the day, and it had a hood on it, and I surfed my first winter when I think 15 years old. Wow. And it was a commitment because it was, you know, it was yeah. cold. It's also a commitment when you didn't have a license. I mean, I had a had to walk across to get to the beach. We'd walk across a frozen marsh, sometimes like trudge through snow. Wow. Go for a surf and come back. Yeah. I remember once I had gone out and a snowstorm had come in. It's not like you could track that stuff as easy back then. Yeah. And, and like, no um, surf line, no... No, the waves were good. We got up there, the wind had started snowing sideways, and I remember walking home as like maybe a, a mile walk, and across the across the marsh, and like my footprints from when I had gone out, you know, wow. were all snowed in. And and think about how gnarly it was for the people, for the pioneers back in the day. I mean, yeah, I, I've read, you know, even when wetsuits were already available, got you know. New Englanders had to like Vaseline their, oh yeah, uh, inside their necks and mm-hmm. and um, Vaseline their body to get in and out of the suits, right? Yeah. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And, and wear like wool underneath, right? Yeah, you hear all sorts of stories. Um, and I really think that it's the technology of wetsuits now. Yeah. That's one of the biggest um, reasons for the for the boom in our area with yeah. surfing and the exposure obviously yeah. you know and being able to work at a surf shop and then take the surf shop over and let's before we jump into yeah, that yeah. Um, so started surfing quite regularly at 15 even through the winter times right yeah 15 was my first winter uh, I think 13 14 15 I was you know, it, on it, it with it all my friends. You. That's where we were. You. Yeah, we were hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, did you serve competition, or was there competitions back then? Around? There was there was the ESA surf mm-hmm. contests, and I did a little bit when I was older. I surfed a little bit, but um, not not too much. You yeah. know, I did a handful of contests, and I'm a fan of the ESA, and that was fun. And I'd gone down to the regionals and to the East Coast. Uh, championships in Hatteras a couple times. Nice. But it, the, I ended up, um, you know, getting busy with the shop and not, it was harder and harder to get weekends off. Yeah, yeah. So, so your, your first job was where? At the shop? Uh, I believe, no, I had washed some, I had washed some dishes and nice, nice. had worked at an arcade and I believe I was probably say 16 or 17 years old when um, I got the phone call from Todd Walker and Todd Walker Todd Walker owned yeah so here's how that sort of came to play is Todd Walker had opened a surf shop on Cape Cod in 1979 or 80 I believe Mm -hmm. and then he opened Cinnamon Rainbows a satellite shop in in uh, New Hampshire I think he moved to New Hampshire in 83 Okay. And then I believe I was still in high school, so I think it was 85. When I got the call from Todd Walker, uh, he said Nick Valhuli, who was running in the shop at the time, who was off to school, had recommended that uh, he should give me a call. Hmm. And I was thrilled. I just remembered, you know, we didn't have a, we didn't have a surf shop in town. I love surfing. There was a handful of uh, kids that we were all passionate about surfing, and what a dream come true. I'm like, one, we had a shop. Yeah. I was able to buy my first new board at the shop. Nice. First new board I bought was a, a 6.3 Cinnamon Rainbows, shaped by Tony Channon. And I, I think I've heard of Tony Channon. Tony? Yeah. Yeah, Tony's... C-H-A-N-N-I-N? Yeah, yeah, legendary. Okay. Uh, sand, legendary uh, surfer, shaper from, um, in an industry, we did a lot of boards from 
uh, from Channon over the years, but Tony had uh, shaped this board, and it was my first brand new board. 6.3? Yeah, it was a 6.3. Thruster? Thruster, but the middle fin had the fin box, and I think Got it was it. the freestyle, might have been a freestyle fin, okay. I think, that went in there at the was time. Was it like a short board? It was a short board, yeah. It's the thruster, yeah, short board. And, and that's what, late 80s? I want to say it was probably, yeah, mid. It's funny, mid the, old, the older you get, the, the more it's uh, <laughs> fuzzier it gets. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then I'm trying to think. Um, so but modern for, for the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, I got the call to start working at the surf shop, and it was a dream come true. Yeah, so started working at the shop in high school and 16 15 16 15 16 17 yeah and yeah. then by the time uh 1989 rolled around uh i was able to take the shop over which is a story in itself yeah yeah so when you first started working there like what was it like was there a lot of customers oh it was a small i mean it was a small store it was a small shop and um you know maybe had a dozen boards on the rack and you know, 20 wetsuits, a t-shirt rack, some wax, and yeah. some leashes. Bare and minimum. Bare minimum, yeah. but it was really, it was a, uh, I couldn't have been, you know, it was it was a dream come it's, true. Yeah, it's a perfect job to, to be a surfer. Yeah. To I be love, a shop girl. I, I loved, yeah, I loved being around it. Yeah. And, but was there, in the summertime, was it like pretty busy and hectic, like yeah, yeah, yep, and like. Yeah, yep, it got busy and hectic, and I think, um. You're selling boards. Yeah, selling a lot of suits. a lot of this became. I felt like um, it was really neat to look back on it because there were a lot of things that I'd always wanted in a by not having a surf shop in our town. I, a lot of things that I'd always wanted, as far as you know, being able to get more of a surf fix of the yeah. latest boards and technology, and now going back and reflecting on. Were they playing videos back then too? Uh, VHS, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember having to order like you know like uh, VHS tapes through like the back of Surfer Mag and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe even from Val Surf. I actually want to think I had probably from back in the day. They're, they're the originators of mail order business yeah, in our I, industry. I think I was telling Brandon that on one of the trips that I yeah, think I remember used so to funny. get some. But um, so so you worked there, learned the business. Um, then what happened? Like, what was the... So, I believe it was 1988, uh, Todd Walker had decided he was going to close for the winter. And I had done a year at, um, uh, a year of school at UNH. And I decided if uh, he was going to close for the winter, I was going to move out to California and work, um try to get a job out in the surf industry. My friends had an apartment in Newport Beach and not a place for me. So I came out here in 88 and uh, lived on 28th Street and got a job at Jack's. <laughs> Big Mike hired me and uh, it was a dream come true. Like, you know, going from a small town, 1988. 1988. So you was that, you just missed the riot then, right? Was it? Yeah, I just missed it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was an amazing experience, you know, yeah. being able to surf and meet so many cool people and work, Which location did you work? Huntington. Huntington, yeah. 
Because back then they didn't have any other satellite storage. No, though there was a Newport. Was it Newport? I think okay. Newport was there. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's great to be able to run into you know like uh, Ron and Bobby to run into Ron and Bobby and share the stories. Yeah. Of, you know. I remember I you told me this before, and I was like, "Holy crap! Like, yeah, that and is then, a trip." And I was actually. Um, did you trip out? Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. How much did you trip yeah. out though, on the volume of people? And the volume of business. It was amazing. Coming from a sleepy yeah. tourist town and And the and there's and the size of the building yeah, and the it, room it, or whatever. It was, it was it was amazing. And um you know, I learned I learned a lot and it got to be in like the heart of the, the surf, surf industry. Surf yeah. industry. Is, is the Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. And I have friends that I'm still friends with today, you know, and it's 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 pretty amazing. So you worked there in eighty eight? I worked there in 88, and at Christmas time, I went home for Christmas, and I met with Todd, and he said, Dave, I'm thinking of possibly selling the, the New Hampshire store, um, and this is late 80s, and it was kind of going into a first recession, and um, he said, would you be interested? And I'm like, absolutely, you know, and at the time, I was feeling confident, um, and it was a dream come true for yeah. me. You Plus, you, you kind of saw what a surf shop could be out here in California, right? I did, and I definitely did, had did, a vision. Yeah. You know, as far as, as that. As Some far of the learnings. As, yeah, I definitely had an idea of what I'd like to do. You know, the only problem was is, you know, I didn't have any, I was in debt, I didn't have any cash, my parents were putting my brother through school and didn't have any money. Yeah. So I basically was like, how do I yeah. do this? Yeah, exactly. I want to do it. Over. How do I do yeah. this? So fast forward, April comes of that year, and he said, uh, he says uh, to me, he says, would you be interested in taking the shop over? I'm like, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I think I drove back across country with one of my friends who was visiting me the next day. We drove back pretty much nonstop. I got home and... So wait, you, you from December... Did you go back to California? Yeah, I went back to California, and I Got was it. there, and yeah, and then in April, he, he hit you up again. Yeah, he said, hits me up again, and uh, so I drove home and tried to make it happen, tried to make a dream come true. Okay. Yeah, and that's a great story because I went home and I'm like, what do I need to do? Um, how much, if you don't mind me asking, how much was the business for sale for? You know, wasn't I ended up getting like a small mortgage? Okay. And the story behind that was. My parents couldn't co-sign a loan and didn't have money. My my roommate at the time was like, you owe me a hundred bucks. How are you going to buy a surf shop? You know, <laughs> But you just make there's things, a will, there's a you way. just make things happen. Yeah. Um, and I uh, decided my grandfather and um, my plan was to uh, write a business plan and ask for my grandparents to co-sign a loan. Got it. My grandfather had a business in Vermont and he was a pretty business savvy guy. And yeah. What was it? What kind of business? Uh, it was a heating, uh, plumbing, heating, okay. um, hardware store, everything all in one, oh, wow. a true value. And it had been in the family for a long time. So I wrote up a business plan. One of my friends had a color printer and like, I thought it was great. Yeah. And... I told Todd it was all set. I'm like, yeah, my grandparents are going to co-sign a loan. <laughs> just, make, just making stuff, yeah. making it happen. If, if you throw it out there, it might happen. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Really, like looking back on it, and I'm so glad to tell the story because 
you know, it's really like not taking no for an answer, right. you know, like, and just blindly, just blindly going for it. And I have to say, the business plan. People were like a surf shop in New Hampshire, and they just yeah. There's waves in New Hampshire. People don't even know there was a coastline. A lot. When I wrote it up, my grandfather and his business, you know, people looked it over and just like, kind of ripped it apart. Yeah. Um, and said it was a fantasy, and I was just so I remember believing in it so much, saying you don't understand. I'm like, there's things that don't show up on paper. Yeah. You know, like I believed in our community, like the believed in the surf. I believed in the whole yeah. surf industry. It was the eighties. Like I just was, yeah, I really, had a one track mind. really believed in it. So meanwhile, I keep telling Todd that we're all set, that I have financing and it's like yeah. a day before I'm going to have to meet with Todd. And I remember sitting down with my grandmother after my grandfather was like, we're not going to sign this loan for you. And I'm sitting down with her and uh, she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I have to meet with Todd tomorrow. And we had a long talk and she's like, you think it'll work? I'm like, I know it'll work. And I was the oldest of all the um, all of the grandkids. And I remember her getting up and calling my grandfather from the other room. And she was like, mother has a last She basically say. said, <laughs> you know, this is like, Walter, I talked to David and... We're gonna if do you this. don't co-sign this loan for him, I will, and our marriage is over. We clear, like laid it on the line for me. Wow! And it was just what? believed in me, like you know, I was like, wow. And then you know, I get my grandfather on the phone, and he was like, I talked with your grandmother. You know, we're all set. So wow, it's a really cool story. Yeah, she lived two years after that to see it become a success. You know, wow. and then my grandfather lived until. Uh, the early 2000s where he got to see see it become even more yeah. of a success than what it is. So and I how paid much? off a 25-year note, uh, which was like a small mortgage that I paid off a 25-year year note in four years. Wow. So, so you, you obviously, it, it didn't take you long to, I mean... You know, a, a lot twenty-five-year note, right? And it wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of money, but at the time it was, yeah. and it was never really about the money for me. You know, like it really, I was never, I never did. I still don't even feel like I own the shop as much as I run it for the community. Yeah. You know, so um, that's the yeah. That's that's, that's a beautiful story. That's that's what's how, your how uh, it happened. what's your grandmother's name? Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. Brenda Cropper. Brendan Noyce. Okay. And it was Walter Noyce, yeah. Okay. That's, and it was my parents on my mom's side. Okay. That's yeah. that's an insane story. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of uh, businesses started that way, you know? Yeah, those stories. And I love to tell it because it's it's real. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff for me, you know, I learned on the go. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, if you think about it, working, come, traveling to California, working at jacks i'm sure that short amount of time working there and seeing what a real surf shop in in a great location can do that sparked you to to like go back and go okay we've got something here in in my community right yeah not it has and, a place and it, and it wasn't just the retail side of it it was being in southern california yeah and it was seeing the whole you know, coming from the, you know, the northeast of New Hampshire. Yeah. I mean, it was seeing the reality of, of um, 
of it all and it was, it was an amazing experience and coming being able to come out here and surf and meet friends and really just taking it all in yeah and uh yeah but it definitely fueled the fire to kind of capture what you, you you saw here on the without a on doubt the, on the west coast and bring it back to your community correct so you ended up buying it um that was 89 89 i believe yeah okay and paid it off in four years. Paid it off the yep. The, paid note, off the original note in four years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, were you a one man show for a long time, or? Yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah. I mean, and I utilized. I mean, I was so thrilled to be living the dream. Like I remember being in high school thinking, "What am I going to do? I want to surf. I'm going to have to find a job at night." You know. Yeah. And I was like, a freshman and a sophomore, like, and then learning how to like, uh, learning starting to work at the surf shop and then making that a reality yeah like when i first started the shop i had a gone surfing sign it was a one-man show and when the waves were good yeah <laughs> i wouldn't think twice about yeah but yeah as the shop grew over the years it's always been a um been a community-based yeah shop um i met my wife had a day in 96 and she was a surfer as well and she came in and really had a vision for merchandising and like um you know had great strengths yeah where so, i didn't and uh, she so what came, was she the, came in in 96 and then it's been uh you know a family affair ever since nice so going back you, you bought the shop what were the first ideas of like okay now it's my shop this is what i want to do with my shop do you remember Oh yeah, like, I can tell. I can tell you one. You know of the, what I mean? Like those yeah. are the things. So one that, of the first things I did was actually uh, I, the, took a loan from my friend because I needed some more capital. Yeah. Um, one of my buddies is I, and I bought um, I bought eight boards from Michael Barron. Nice. Yeah. Because I was okay. a fan of MB and uh, okay. Why were you a fan of MB? Uh, I just one of my friends had come out here and came came back with a board and I loved it. And I got to ride it, and I'm like, "Wow, this board's unreal." He's wow. like, "Yeah, I met this guy, Michael Barron." And what was his? Was he shaping under Burn? MB. Okay. The MB logo. Okay. Okay. Michael Barron. Michael Barron. Did Boothy ride Barrons? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how I got my nickname is Jeff Booth. <laughs> my nickname Chalky. And and it's and I best. forgot to uh, announce this at the beginning of the show, but late night. Jay Larson, who's late night of the mm -hmm. show, he's actually working somewhere so he could make you know, make this episode. But because of uh, Dave being conveniently here and we wanted you to be on the show for a long time, I told Jay, hey man, you just oh, gotta well, make it happen. Yeah, my best to Jay and I'm a fan and uh, thanks, it's great yeah. being here. But, but going back to your story, so first things, First thing you changed or brought in was Michael Barron boards. Yep. Yep. And then, so you, in the beginning, you just had boards, some wetsuits. You know, we did, to controlling the hard goods, like me getting my fingerprint on the hard goods was something that I was pretty proud of. Yeah. You know, like, and that was really, um, and not to say Todd Walker wasn't a surfer, but I don't. I don't know, because uh, he, he was, but, you know, we, we were just at different points, you know. I was right. like a young young hungry kid and um had my starting to develop my own visions of what i wanted to do with the, yeah. with the shop yeah um what else did you do you remember like changing up in the, in the store 
just start bringing in more clothing? Uh, a little bit, but it was definitely more, um, you know, goods. it was more hard goods. Yeah. So it was definitely hard goods based. Yep. And then also just trying to find out what we could do to keep people warm, you know? Yeah. As far as, you know, wetsuits and everything. Yeah. And the technology. Yeah. Um, do you do you remember how many surfers were there were in, in the immediate area back then? Um, you know, it's hard to know, not put a number on it, but I still surf regularly with a lot of the guys I did as a kid. Yeah. And it's pretty special. Yeah. Still a small, relatively small community. Relatively small, but I mean, it can, on a busy day in the summer, you could be blown away at yeah. how many people are around. Yeah. But it's an amazing place to live, and it's an amazing place to surf, and uh, I feel really lucky to, to be part of it. Yeah. No, it's great that you built such a great, you know, business in a, in a place that you, you wouldn't really consider like a surf. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Growing up, I heard a surf shop in New Hampshire. Yeah. You're crazy, you know, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's nice to... When you first took over, right? Mm -hmm. You're what, nineteen? Yeah. And and you're wet behind the ears, right? Mm hmm And and I'm sure Todd like kinda handed you the business with some instruction, right? A little bit of instruction. Well, a little bit, but you know, he was on the Cape, so he wasn't yeah. around a lot. Yeah. You know? So anyway, that's, so that's I was my... pretty comfortable. I was pretty comfortable learning on the fly, and I remember the first year or two in the fall when it got slow. Like I delivered pizzas at night, like yeah, you know, and did what I had to, you know, like do to make things do work. to make it yeah. happen. Yeah, no, that's that's great to hear too, because I mean, you know, especially where you are, it, it's it's for us on the West Coast. Me looking, you know, from the outside, it seems like it's really seasonal, right? Mm -hmm. And what's what's your seasons? I mean, a lot of people in the, you know, will say Memorial Day to Labor Day, but we've, and that's true as far as a lot of, you know, they have a Tourist. lot of tourists and stuff, yeah. but we managed to stay fairly busy year round. Yeah. And you, do you close for any time of the... We're only closed um, four days a year and then, you know, the occasional snowstorm or... Yeah. Yeah. If Mother Nature yeah. puts her foot down, yep. you have to close. Right. So you take four days off a year for yep. four days that are closed? Okay. Cool. So you're year round. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So uh, going back to, to, to starting the biz, did you ever felt like overwhelmed? Like in the beginning, was it slow? Like your first winter where it is slow and there is a, you know, shitty weather and people are like not coming through the door? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you, you go through all those growing yeah. pains for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever think at the, in the beginning you're like, fuck what I get myself into? No, I never had any, well, I never did actually have any regrets. That's awesome. No, I really didn't, yeah. you know? And even when things, times were tough and you know, you had adversity to deal with, I never um, really reached a level. Yeah. You know, I never really felt like, uh, you, I was always, yeah, never, um, never enough, not capable wasn't capable I'm sorry about that didn't word it right but I always um, super optimistic yeah, yeah that's know, awesome to try to always just to try to see the you know I mean, yeah because at, at 19 years old right mm -hmm. that's pretty freaking young mm -hmm. to be able to take out a loan yeah and manage your own and own your own bit business yeah. you know that's a huge adulting step yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And and you know like when when you're young and, and fired up and passionate about it, you know you you problems and 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 difficult situations kind of you got you kind of see through it and past it when mm-hmm. when you're you know when you love what you're doing. Yeah, and and I have to say it was you know having the support of friends and family over the yeah. years whenever you have to deal with things and and how I speak to it as being a community shop I always just felt like we're all in it together yeah so that's that's so insane so as the industry was growing right yeah and brands like you know Quicksilver's maturing Billabong's maturing yeah you got upstarts like Volcom coming on you know um, I know you're you, you do a lot of hard goods but you started bringing in other things great right, relationships to, yeah especially with um, <clears throat> with both of those brands Quicksilver and Billabong over yep. the years yep. and um, and I can't say enough about the people in the industry like it really were partners yeah you know and we were really um, looking back on it with, it with buying boards you know um, and and in having those relationships with your vendors was, is, was, is really, yeah. we, we like, we, we built the, it, built it together. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I come from Huntington Surf and Sport and yeah. kind of went through the same thing, you know, on, on that side of the, the world. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a great industry that we work in. It's definitely gone through ups and downs, but you know, for the most mm-hmm. part, the people that, uh, you, you like to do business with people that you like. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's and it's it's. I looking back, you know, we've you have so many friends and friends that you've done business with and stuff over the years and traveled with and yeah. and it's just it's an it's a it's an amazing uh, thing that surfing is to bring these people together. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So you you, you took over when you're 19. You, you paid off the loan at like 23 years old. Yep. Um, when was like that that one part of the year or what year was it when you were like, damn, I've got a really good business here? Was it like right off the bat? Of course uh, not right off the mom- bat. But- we had moments where we, we, you know, it was we were busy enough and we had the support and just the energy and the stoke to have a yeah. surf shop. And me being a local kid, being like people were so very supportive of yeah of me you know yeah. like being a young kid and open it like it was really amazing cool. like it was i just you felt so much you know love and support and i think it was 1994 we made a little addition to the to the small shop that we were in okay. and we were able to fit like maybe a hundred surfboards in that Sick. room and i'm like woo, you know yeah. like this is this is great yeah. and in 96 um my wife Heather came on and she was really good as far as learning how like she brought in a whole nother uh, vision that that um, with merchandising and apparel and her and, an, and a, another level of things and by 2000 we'd moved from our smaller location out to the front of the building mm. and that was really when we made a pretty big switch we went you know we probably increased our footprint by five five times wow you know and it was a uh, and 2000 in 2000 okay yep so that was a big step 
in in building the the footprint and building the store right yeah and you know when we moved to that front of the building we had a grand opening and robert august and wingnut came oh, out oh shit nice and those guys were freaking uh, i mean they, those guys were great and it was just a really big um celebration and fun and doing the events over the years i have to say with all of um all the people that we've done events with over the years, whether it be you know Robert and Wingnut and uh, Billabong and Quicksilver, and bringing movies and everything, bringing pe people of um, that caliber to New Hampshire was really amazing for our community and yeah. a lot of fun. And being able to have events and have um, this is stuff that I dreamed of as a kid that we yeah. didn't have, and to have it to be have a hand in making that a reality it's almost that's it, cool it's really it's yeah. really amazing yeah so how many people when you first started how many people worked at the store there was only a handful of us sort of that worked um, when we were in our old location and then by 2000 we had a it was a much bigger operation and you know now we range from having any anywheres from 12 employees to the slowest times a year to in 50 in the summer yeah so 12 employees during the slow times of the year mm -hmm. up to 50 during the high times of the year. 50 in the summer and we're really lucky so you know my wife and I have done it since 96 um, our manager Phil who has been with us for over 20 years and Caroline has been with us for over 10 and Dude. we have just we've had an amazing amount of people you, as you know from you know especially working in a surf shop and stuff you're only as good as the people around you yeah. and that's what makes it that's what makes it so much fun for me to be still going in and doing it it's the people that you're around and yeah after all these years I love being in the shop I love being on the floor it's yeah. like it's we've created it and we also I feel like we also know how lucky we are to be do, being part of something we, that we love to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, well, you know, my experience, you know, it's a business. It's a store, right? Mm -hmm. It's a surf shop, mm -hmm. right? And the cool thing is, like, people can go to stores, can go to the mall and the supermarket, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And they have to buy things there, right? But they don't really want to go there. Right, like right. It, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's more of like a chore to go buy something mm -hmm. at those other places, where when you walk into a surf shop, you you want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the kind of uh, feeling that I had when I worked at HSS, and the feeling mm -hmm. I, I bet you guys have yeah. is like when when customers come in, they're stoked to be there. Yeah, it's a because tremendous of, yeah of, of people like you, and that's a tremendous responsibility. I feel like we yeah. feel like. We want to be able to present, you know, all the latest and the greatest, yeah. and you know, try to just have have an environment um, for for that for surfing. And, yeah, the Stoke and the Stoke, yeah. and and being able to to share that with people and and have that um, the common bond is yeah, it's pretty we were, amazing. We were talking at lunch about you know having that beginner kid or girl boy come in and you know renting or buying their first board right and, mm -hmm. and they come when after their session and they come back to you and you see like the 
the giddiness and the joy that that you, they they just had, right? Mm -hmm. oh. like, that's like one of the most rewarding things about surfing is seeing the stoke on the on the customer's face, right? It it just never gets old seeing people get their first wave, yeah. seeing people, you know, sharing waves, seeing um, parents get waves with their kids, and yeah. you know, like that whole it's it's yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. What's funny is like you know there's so many advancements in surfing. Um, there's so many innovations in board technology, wetsuit technology, whatever, right? But the the underlying and, and overarching goal is to have fun, right? And and that's really what surfing is. It's with all the advancements and everything, the act of surfing and catching your waves is really it's it's the same. Yeah, it's right? fun. On a longboard, on a shortboard, on a boogie board, on a foil, it's it's almost all the same. It's all about fun, yeah. and I love the uh, the quote of the best surfers, whoever's having the most fun. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you, you actually quoted Sean Thompson, too, uh, at lunch. Oh, when he said, yeah, if you ever quit surfing, you were yeah. never a surfer to begin with? <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been the quote I loved. Oh, yeah, I mean, because we all... We all know what that's like, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, um, part of the thing that we do on our show, we kind of glazed over um, uh, this topic, right? So you've had Phil Carey, who's worked for you for twenty plus years. Mm -hmm. um, Caroline, you said Caroline uh, Tabor, yeah, yeah, for about ten years. You said over ten, yeah, over ten years, and then you know, like we want to remind people that these local surf shops uh, like yourselves, you are not only important to the culture um, of surfing, the, the, the most important thing you are is, is you contribute to your local community. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and you've employed, you know, people in your local community since 1989, right? Yeah. You know, 12, during the slow times, 50 during mm -hmm. the high times, and for how many years now? Over yeah. 20 years, you've employed mm -hmm. local community, you know, and it's citizens. A, become a it's a destination, it's for people to go, and it's a healthy, yeah. you know, surfing is a such a healthy sport in yeah. so many ways, and the surf shops are, I feel like, are important for, to yeah. represent that as well. Yeah, it's, it's your livelihood, yeah. it's my livelihood, but you're mm -hmm. contributing to the livelihoods of 50 plus people yeah you know over the course of 20 plus years you know yeah. like i love that about independent specialty retailers is you know that's what we want to remind people is like you guys sure you know you might be putting money in your pocket right food putting food on your table but it's not just you it's families oh without a doubt hundreds of thousands of families yeah. that you've helped support over the yeah. years so and I can tell you anyone that's been in the surf industry you know if it um, if you wanted to get into it to be wealthy you're in the wrong business <laughs> you're in the wrong business you know it's a full labor of love it's a full labor and of love. it's a full labor of love and it's a labor of passion and uh, you know when I started the shop I wasn't it wasn't about money as much as it was for me passion and a lifestyle yeah and I think that has a lot to do with our success yeah that's what, awesome. what has been good our, things, our success. Good things come to those that wait and those that work hard, right? 
Yeah, um, what they say, I said, uh, you know, you create, um, hard work creates good luck. Yeah, yeah. I love that saying. Yeah. So let's talk about surfing. Um, you, you've, you've created a killer, you know, killer business. Um, what was your first uh, surf trip? As, um, as, you know, a reward or whatever. Uh, let's, so I had, I had done some surf traveling as younger, but I feel really fortunate speaking of, uh, speaking of Boothie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was 99, uh, on a Quicksilver trip. Uh, I believe Jeff came out, maybe with Strider and I'd been going down to Chile for a couple of years Ooh. and Jeff had been like, are you going back to Chile? And we had an amazing experience down there. Chile was, was was great. You're a goofy footer, right? Yeah. yeah. But Same I told here. him, I was like, I said, I don't know, man. I, I wear a wetsuit all year, you know, almost. Like, I really want to go somewhere in my trunks. And he said, why don't you come on my Tavarua trip? So I did his Tavarua trip, I want to say, for um, maybe 13 years in a row from 2000 you to 2013. bastard. And, I've uh, never been. Man, and I can't say... Um, my wife went the first year with us. We had an amazing experience. The waves were great. Jeff puts together such a good trip, but she's like, I can't fly that far, you know? She's yeah. like, it's a long flight, and yeah. uh, the surf was big at the one point, and uh, she's not a fan of seasonics. Yeah. So I ended up taking Phil, and 11 of those years, the surf was, uh, you know, it was private. So coming from New Hampshire, going out to be in world-class waves oh with guys God. like Boothie and the yeah. lifeguards there and the crew that he puts together. Uh, yeah. You know, friends, our friends from Val Surf, who we're still friends with today. Like, yeah. it's such... Did you ever meet Brian Rogers? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brian. Man, so there's so many people. Like, it Duffy. Was, oh, I love those guys. And it was such an amazing experience. And uh, we had uh, Reef and Danny Fuller on a bunch of those trips. Sick. So being able to go on, to go out and surf waves like that, that quality surf with yeah. that quality of people, it was just... It's some of the... Was Lockhart on the one of those? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, and again, these are guys that you can't ask for better guys in and out of the water. Yeah. You know, and I'm just so thankful to have all those experiences. Yeah. And um, Bobby he, Lockhart's one of my best friends. Love Bobby. He, he just uh, won the 80s contest uh, oh, last weekend. Man, <laughs> I can't wait to catch up. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, I'm so thankful for... Um, for all those years, and, yeah. uh, and I can't say enough about Boothie and, and the crew he put together. And, uh, you must have that place wired. <laughs> I don't know about wired. <laughs> the boat guys, man, I'll tell you, it was great watching a lot of those guys. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I did for myself. I was able to, you know, I was able to, you know, coming from New Hampshire and not being, I would, you know, a big wave surfer, like in other places, I was able to push myself to my own comfort limits. Yeah. yeah. And with the camaraderie of your friends and stuff so that's great it was man. it was amazing so you and phil did it 11 years in a row uh geez we did it i think 12 years in a row yeah i can't say that i'm happy for you <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was so one of those things where that would get you through you'd be working so hard in the summer and then yeah. you just think we i think we would go in like april so oh, that was amazing God. and and uh just I can't. Yeah, it was it was. That's the phenomenal. I'm, I'm jealous, highly jealous. So, Tavarua, have you been to the Mentwise? 
Been to Bali with MB. Cool. Yep. So I was in Bali with MB, but I have not done the Mentawai. Yeah. That's one thing you need to do. That's. I've I've on done the list. that once. I'd love to somehow make it happen again. And it's, I gotta tell you. Yeah, um, I hear that from, yeah. from so many people, but I think of like being in the industry. How lucky are we to like surf these places that we dreamed of as as kids, bro? And with yeah, with um, the people, people we get that surfing. you yeah. people that you idolized as kids growing up, like being in the industry, and not only with like getting a chance to meet and surf with some of your surfing idols, but to be able to become friends and travel and yeah. It's you pinch yourself. I am so feel feel so fortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Tavarua, Bali. You mentioned Chile. Um, uh, Chile, yep. Central America, Costa Central Rica. Central America, yep. Costa Rica. So you're um, you're a well traveled. Down surfer. in Panama at Red Frog, our friend's place down in uh, Red Frog um, in Panama, Scott Bailo's place. Nice. It was amazing. And last year, and. Was um, in Lemoore, California with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been a couple times, right? Yeah, yep. Have you been to the Texas? I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. But you know, it's just amazing to see, um, to see where everything's come. Yeah. You know, to see the level of surfing, of um, you know, of big wave surfing, and of of the pools, and just foiling and everything that's changing, happening, yeah. and changing. It's it's it's. Speaking of foiling, you got worked. Right, <laughs> I got a good scar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had had you already been doing it? You like, know, I had heard to try it out behind a boat, but I just kind of I went out on a warm summer day and just uh, we had put a um, foil on a seven foot sup, and I went to paddle into some waves. I was trying to figure it out. I wasn't wearing a wetsuit. In, hind in hindsight, you know, I would definitely look to some of the advice of people that foiled. To yeah. we were out by ourselves. And uh, I got up and foiled, hit a little backwash, and the board launched me into the air, and the board rolled, and I belly flopped on the blade. You belly flopped on the Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, those... I, so, left a little scar. Yeah, those those foils are pretty freaking dangerous. But since then, I actually got behind a boat, figured it out, and put some time in, and it's yeah. pretty crazy. It's like you're flying. Yeah, like, do you have it then? Uh, I definitely don't have it, mm. but it's challenging, and... It's it's fun. Have and you again, paddled into a wave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, paddled into a wave. Um, and, and got the motion. And been able to get up and go for a little bit of a distance Sick, before dude. it bucks you off. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like the surfing's mechanical bull. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. Late night hasn't tried it yet, but it's one of those things that hopefully we'll get to do. I'm not like in a big rush to, to no. try it. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I think it all circles back to fun. Yeah. 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 Going back to the wave pools, man. That it, Kelly's wave pool. I haven't been to the Texas one, but every everybody that I've gone with, like, how do we do it again? How can you get there again? You know, it's like it's such a perfect place, right? It's surreal. It's the whole, surreal. The whole operation is is very dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like going to Disneyland, but a resort. Yeah. But with perfect waves and, in the uh, middle of nowhere. Uh, and such a shout out to the crew there. Those guys, I mean, just like point the board here, you yeah, know, like with yeah. all the tips. And yeah. uh, it's just, yeah. So um, 
have you guys started your own um, East Coast Board Riders Club yet? No, not yet. We, okay. We've been active in the ESA surf contest over the years, but we haven't started the... Uh, Are you familiar with I'm, what's I'm going on? With vaguely the... familiar with it, I mean, but I uh, want to get caught more up to yeah. speed. You should talk to uh, Kevmo okay. and, and Andrew. Um, they've kind of headed up, up, up there in yeah. New Jersey. There's a... Gosh, they've got maybe five or six different board riders clubs going. And, wow. and the West Coast is pretty set up now from from La Jolla all the way to Santa Cruz mm -hmm. so there's like I think a little over I think maybe there's 16 different teams mm -hmm. so it's pretty insane like the the you know the Australian board riders clubs are all over Australia oh, yeah and they're a big thing for for sure the local surf community yeah. and we're, we're kind of emulating what what the Australians did mm -hmm. over here now Awesome. And what's, dude, what's sick is like you'll have guys like Rob Machado surfing for Encinitas, Matt Archibald surfing for um, uh, San Clemente, Taylor Knox surfing for, you know. Awesome. And Lambrizi for Oceanside. So it's like you have today's, you know, aspiring Groms mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, so good. Older dudes that in their 50s that are still ripping. And, and bringing that all in, you know, mm -hmm. the different ages and getting all the surf communities together mm -hmm. and, and having a fun day of competition. So, yeah, the first one was last weekend was uh, Southern Division from La Jolla to mm -hmm. Dana Point, I think. Yeah. And then uh, this weekend is Central Laguna Beach at, from Laguna to... I think Ventura, that that zone. So sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. See where what the progress is with it. So, what's your thoughts on the Olympics? Haven't put too much thought into it. Yeah. Really, honestly, like I haven't. Um, I, I would think. Um, where is it at right now? Is it going to be in? A, is it going to be ocean or? It's going to be ocean. I it think. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in Chiba. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah. But they, did you did you watch any of the ISA, uh, ISA games? It's like a, a precursor to the Olympics, but it's all the different countries, and they were in Japan. Mm -hmm. and they got sick waves. Kelly surfed in it. Um, Kaloe, um, and then you know, Japan, Brazil. Uh, Brazil won the the gold. Uh, I think Australia got second. I can't remember. But it'll be. Or we we might. It'll have got be. Second. It'll be. Uh, it's pretty exciting to yeah. think that, and I hope it all comes together and yeah. and, and, and works. Um, if the waves are good, yeah. I think it'd be great for for surfing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so hopefully, cross our fingers that we get. It'll just be good to be recognized globally on the world stage of like, you know, not that surfing to to us is a sport sport, but right. you know. Yeah. It just brings a whole Absolutely. other dimension yeah. to, to surfing. Um, so Cinnamon Rainbows, part of the community. Uh, I was kind of asking you before, do you guys have uh, surfers you sponsor? Yeah, I mean, there's so many kids in the community and stuff that we sponsor. And, 
and you know help out with gear and and uh, I wouldn't say we we don't really necessarily have so much of like an official team like as as much as um, you know taking care of, like uh, helping people helping people out yeah yeah you were getting people boards and equipment and yeah. deals and you know um, you know if you're a good kid and a good surfer and and we just in our good representation of the yeah. sport in the shop we like to go to bat for people and yeah um, and you do like donations for schools stuff oh yeah. Like that. A, yeah a lot of community stuff yeah and, and something we're most I'd have to say something most proud of is is um, our surfing with smiles program that we've teamed up with and it wasn't something we really um, set out to do it just sort of happened uh, 11 years ago one of our surf instructors Lindsay's like I work part-time with a kid who's autistic and he loves the water can I take him you know can I can I book use a board and suit and she took him surfing and came back and was like that was the greatest and then he's, so awesome. he's got four friends so it's like okay grab you know we grabbed like four people from the shop we went out and then it was 12 kids and then 12 kids twice a year um, fast forward to now, we do like 70 or 80 kids. We do one event in June, one event in July, one event in August. Wow. It's all free and volunteer. Our community pours out to all the local surfers come out, um, you know, and help instruct. We get kids of all different um, disabilities. Special um, needs. Yep, special needs. Yeah. 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 Sorry, edit that. Did, you, did people not say disabilities? Or? I don't know. No, so yeah. I think it's... Oh, so we Whatever. get kids of all sorts of special needs coming out. Some varying degrees. We've had people blind. Um, yeah. And uh, that's such sorry. a yeah. And, and that's anyway, a cool. So yeah, we have such people. Well, what's um, that called? Smiles. Surfing, surfing with smiles. Surfing with smiles. Yeah. And uh, so surfing with smiles, like the lifeguards will stay after work. We do it from five to seven. Uh, the lifeguards send a crew of people. The whole community pours out, and it's, it's really it's uh, all volunteer and it's right. it's the whole to see uh, to see these kids get in the water it's it's amazing and I'll send you photos yeah that's well. insane yeah and you, you mentioned something about wounded warriors too you do something and like we that. do wounded warriors once a year too yep so yeah. teaching disabled vets how to yeah. surf and we um... <laughs> see these are these are the things that we like to talk about that um, people don't really realize or know what what surf shops mean to the, you know, not only contributing in in in, in these different ways that you know, mm -hmm. that that's why you should, that's why consumers should go to surf shops to buy their surf needs or clothes or whatever. If they're into surfing, support the local surf shop. Yeah, right? uh, it's it's amazing to see the wounded warriors, and I'll share a quick wounded warrior story. There's so many of them that are so inspirational. But I was in the water with a guy, Butch, who had been shot in the head, and he had wow. he had some issues, but he was really, you know, like, let's let's go. I had him on a sup, and I was riding on the back, and the waves actually were some some chest high. The tide was coming in, and it yeah. was getting a little bouncy. And uh, we took off on a set set wave, and we uh, kind of free fell, bounced, and we kind of bounced, and we both leaned, and we rolled and I get up and I'm like, Butch, I'm sorry, I wiped you out. And uh, he goes, that was my bad, Dave. He's like, I zigged when I should have zagged, which is what got me here in the first place. <laughs> and like the attitude is like, yeah, we just had, so, I'm like, how can you not? It's infectious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, it's very inspirational. Yeah. I'm just really happy to be part of all those events and so proud of our community and everybody that comes out and supports that. That's cool. Um, so what's uh, anything future coming up that you want to talk about or promote for Cinnamon Rainbows? Um, um, we, we pretty much are going to continue to keep doing what we do, what yeah. we love to do, events and um, being part in our, our community and working with our New Hampshire surf rider, working with Surfing with Smiles, yeah, uh, working with Wounded Warriors, and just continuing to to do what we do. That's awesome. And have as much fun as we can along the way. Yeah. Has Slater made it to your shop yet, or have you seen him in your store before? Uh, no, yeah, hasn't been up, up to. I don't think he's no Kelly. We've had we're so lucky with how many people we've had come through our area, yeah. and how much it means to people, you know, yeah. to be uh, to be like, wow, I met you know Aki in the shop, or yeah. and people remember that because they don't see for sure. Um, but uh, no, I don't. Kelly hasn't hasn't made it up, but there. are a lot of people. A What's lot of people that? that we'll throw that out there. Maybe that'll happen. They get, we do get some good <laughs> waves. I uh, I would love to uh, have him uh, come see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. I got to make it up there sometime soon too. Yeah, we're more, you know um, we're so we're we try to be great hosts because we love to share what what yeah. we have with with uh, and it nothing makes me happier that. Sometimes, you know, you'll get people just passing through surfers from other parts of the world yeah. and they end up scoring waves and they're just like, yeah. you know, on such a such a high from it. Cool, man. Any uh, future surf trips you're trying to make happen or? Um, well, that's always, uh, always something, um, but nothing in the Concrete. immediate future. Nothing, yeah, yeah nothing yeah. in the immediate future. Maybe tomorrow at Lowe's? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, what am I saying? I am going. I'm going surfing. I am yeah. going surfing here tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a trip. It, oh, it is a trip. I'm not. Yeah, I got on a plane to get out yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun to surf tomorrow. It'll be nice to get some sunshine and get in the Pacific for a bit. And yeah. uh, it's always so special to come out here and to see see um, see California and see all the, all of our friends and yeah. see where I like taking a walk through the stores and. Seeing where the where the industry's at, yeah. and very um, you get so many ideas. Yeah, and get inspired. Get so much inspiration. Yeah, and, yeah. Cool. Well, man, I think uh, we got a lot of good stories out of you today. It's a pleasure <laughs> sitting down and uh, and doing this. It's yeah. Um, Dave, thank you for your time today. Um, you know, as as reps in in the surf industry. You know, surf shops are our bread and butter, our livelihood, and we're stoked to have guys like you and Cinnamon Rainbows really, you know, doing whatever you can to, to really highlight, you know, our industry, you know, like, and support your local community. So Thanks so much, because I yeah. feel, yeah, we all, we all, we're all in it together, and, yeah. um, you know, Cinnamon Rainbows is is a team of people right down to everyone that we work with and do business with to everybody that helps and support us and walks through the door so yeah. we're all in this together let's have fun along the way yeah keep up the good work thank Thanks you so much all right
Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.